0: Kiana, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: All right, so now you're an actress in Hollywood. Tell me a little bit about your journey.
1: Well, it started, I mean, pretty much since I was a little girl, I've always wanted to be an actress. And what really started transitioning from theater to film was when I was living in Atlanta. I used to go to college at Clark Atlanta University. And I started studying at a film school there and for acting, and basically just From that point on, just kept learning and learning stuff. But coming to Hollywood was always something I wanted to do. So it just kind of was step-by-step learning what to do because most people, especially coming from where I'm from in Massachusetts, don't really know how to get into acting outside of theater. So pretty much long story short, got an agent in Atlanta. I'm still with her to this present day, and it was about time for me to move to California and, you know, progress my career even more. And I moved out here to Los Angeles in December of 2015. And I've been out here ever since. Just pretty much been all around Hollywood, you know, for the most part. From working for Hollywood actors, managing their spots to just people I know personally and from other jobs I've had. That's always been my network. So, you know, it's definitely different in this town (laughs) than Atlanta for the acting scene, but I've been enjoying the journey and the process. But I will say that Recently, it's been a little tough.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. So what has been different about it for you recently? Um,
1: I will say being a conservative actor, it's almost like you have to be so quiet about it because you can be canceled. You know, there's this whole cancel culture that's going on. So, I mean, even I was on set two months ago in January, and one of the days I was on set, there was... Basically, a guy, you know, we get tested before we get on set and everything like that. And there was a guy who wasn't really wearing his mask. He wasn't really around no one that close at the moment. And he was like, well, I thought we got tested so we didn't have to wear one. It just started to be in that conversation. And the makeup and hair people that I was in the makeup chair at that moment, the makeup and the hair people were just kind of like, oh, I I don't really want to ask him the question. And I'm sitting here thinking like, what is the question? And, you know, I didn't even respond to it or anything like that you know, I'm just closing my eyes, getting my makeup done. And I'm just listening to these women really talking like, and I'm like, don't say it, don't say it. And you're like, oh, I want to ask him, is he a Trump supporter? So now it's like this big association. If you have a problem with wearing masks, you're automatically a Trump supporter, where there's a lot of people I know who don't like wearing masks that aren't a Trump supporter, you know, right. but it becomes into, it comes into that thing to where now everyone kind of snickers or kind of talk down on anybody who has different views. And it's almost as if you can't talk about things. A lot of actors I know or people from management to agents and stuff that are conservatives are very hush about it because of the fact that they can get canceled. So it does affect because you feel like you don't have so much of a free voice. And as an artist, we use our voices a lot. You know, we are very outspoken. And that's one thing about liberals that they should understand about artists. But if you're conservative, they don't understand that part. Um, So it is a little bit harder, especially when cast and directors do look at your Instagram and social media pages when they're looking for mostly commercials, especially because that's advertisements and those companies, if they want to make sure that they do a background check on you and make sure your views align with theirs as well. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it and just free speech in the in the artist Hollywood realm is it's kind of. If you're conservative, it's like frowned upon to speak and be having free speech. And it's like, oh, avoid speaking about politics. But the whole time, all you guys do is speak about all the other stuff that's going on. But when I speak on something that opposes it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, keep politics out of it. It's like, okay.
0: You brought up something very interesting. So obviously we talked about cancel culture. Do you have any fears that you might get canceled because of your views?
1: I don't have fear anymore in it. I've met a lot of conservatives that are actually other artists in Hollywood. We're accepting of other people. It was like, we're not the problem. We like to work with other people and stuff. But the fact is they don't really like working with us. If they do, it's just like, oh, just be quiet, <laughs> you know? So I don't really have that fear of being canceled. I used to be very vocal about it. Then I cut back on it because of the fact that I was working for Hollywood actors managing their establishments and things like that and they were very liberal to the point where they've had Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters in their establishments. I've had to work and help these politicians and other people like that. It was a thing of kind of just keeping my voice hidden or quiet. I don't like that. (laughs) I really don't like that because I'm very outspoken so that wasn't really something I liked. And then it came to a point where I was like, why do I even care? Especially when it comes to getting acting jobs. Like if you're gonna hire me for the job, you're hiring me for the job. You're not hiring me because of my beliefs at all. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna cancel me or whatever and you don't wanna cast me for anything because of my political views. This political discrimination And at the end of the day, maybe I might not want to work on your project if you're that close-minded to work with other people with different views. I don't really have that fear necessarily of cancel culture, especially now. On my page, I more cleaned up my page, just to represent more of what my page is for. But on my stories, I talk about a lot of stuff, especially with politics. On my Facebook, I do not on there as much, but if casting does see that,
0: hey. (laughs) I was just going to ask you about this. So when did you make that decision to say, you know what? I'm going to actually start to share a little bit more about what I believe in. I always say conservatism is not about political affiliation. It's about values. You're you're sharing about things that you truly feel in your heart. So when did you make the decision to say, you know what? This is bigger than what I'm doing. I need to share this information.
1: I've been very much so outspoken like that for many, many years. Then when Trump ran for president the first time, I was all for it. I I did vote for him in 2016 election as well. So even then I was speaking on things and (laughs) it's not the same views a lot of my family has things like that. But when you break it down, you're like, well, you raised me conservative with these values, you know, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to anything. And that's when I speak to people and I say I'm conservative, they really automatically, like you were saying, just think politics. It's like, no, it's on values when it comes to family, when it comes to finances, when it comes to a lot of stuff. It's not just about politics. And at the end of the day, politics has to deal with things that go on in our everyday life, things that go on within our government, things that we The people are really in charge of. So, we're electing these people to be our voices in the communities, whether it's a city council, you know, local governments, state levels, federal, you know, all of that. So, they're our voice. So, if you don't care about that, then that means you don't really care about a voice. So, those people shouldn't speak at all. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm with you 1000%. And so obviously, you know, you're an American with black skin. <laughs> and we know, like in our community, since you're talking about communities, it's kind of like taboo, you know, mm-hmm. to to be a conservative or to have those conservative values. Has that cost you friendships? Have you had any situations where people have maybe walked out of your life or didn't want to associate with you because they felt like, you know, you got your black card revoked, as they say?
1: Yeah, uh, there are some people who don't really communicate with me anymore based on my views or who feel like I'm going to be pushing my views down. I said, no, I just speak out about things. If I have my views on one thing, that's that's one thing. But if I'm speaking out on something that is true, that you can't get mad at me for that. (laughs) It's not me pushing it down or nothing. It's just that you are resisting it so much. So it's not me, you know, and I've had friends that don't really talk to me. Like I said, some family members who they love me, but they're just like, all right, you know, they're not supposed to get into any conversation that has to do with politics. And like you said, I am black, but uh, my mother, she's from Portugal as well. So I'm also half Portuguese. My mother is not even a citizen too. So she can't vote. So I try not to go there with conversations with her. Cause I'm like, mom, I know you don't vote and stuff. So you can kind of say whatever... And, you know, you don't really have much of an opinion because you're like, well, I'm not voting anyways, but she still has her views that are different than mine when it comes to like my support for Trump. She likes Biden for whatever reason. And she doesn't like the fact that I like Trump. So anytime I speak anything with that, she's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. So, you know, it kind of creates that like, dang, why can't we just have an open discussion? You know, my dad was here last week for his birthday. And drove him to vegas and the car ride back we actually had a nice conversation about it we have different views on certain stuff he's not a trump supporter but it was a great discussion that we had and even before he left he said you know i had a great discussion it was it was a great debate and i just kind of slid in a joke and i said it wasn't a debate Dad. i was informing you <laughs> but it was great
0: yeah. yeah, no, I like, I like that. And I also like how we started the conversation you talked about just because, you know, people don't want to hear it, it doesn't make it less true. It's just for the reason they just wanted to block that out. So I have this thing where I say you could ignore the truth, but you can't deny it, you know what I mean? And so yeah. that, that's the way I look at it. And so a lot of times, like you said, you know, people feel what they feel. And a lot of times that's you know what we call the cognitive dissonance. You know, like they just have this view that they have so strong. And when you present them with new truth, with new information, it's hard for them to be able to, to disassociate with whatever core belief that they had about the situation. How do we continue to wake more people up, especially BIPOC folk, people of color? How do we help them to be able to see things for what they are and not what they're being told?
1: That's something that's deep rooted. I feel In the communities with a lot of things not just politics but to try to get them to actually just wake up and understand things in general you know with a lot of our communities not being that very financial literate and things like that and trying to wake them up to that as well i feel that it's happening but i feel that it takes more of us that been silent and that know the truth to actually speak up on it and with with love and compassion because at the end of the day we all were there before I was raised with conservative values when I first was able to vote it was in 2008 and I wasn't like a registered Republican at the time I didn't really know I'm from Massachusetts too so I kind of went along We're like liberals and stuff like that and I had different views of what liberals were and when I kind of looked at it I'm like, well this doesn't really fit me you know, I ended up changing to be in a a republican conservative and stuff like that knowledge is power so sending people information or anything like that whether they choose to read it or look at it is on them but i have friends who are like i've never heard of this and i said i'll send you something they'll start looking into it and there are some who i've seen wake up and actually you know be like I- i'm i'm not with this anymore you know it it can happen i just think that it's going to take a lot more And we are also battling with the media. So, And and sometimes there's people who, I mean, people don't even like reading more than 140 characters nowadays. So you know, and everything, if you hide something from anyone, it's in the book. So the truths are usually written in these books or publications and a lot of stuff that's not going to be on the first page that you Google. Maybe not even the first five pages. And we took time to research and look at things. So we just have to reflect on our own journey and how it was for us and just kind of see similarities of how you may help someone else on their journey or just enlighten them. But I feel like it is also like planting seeds. That's what everything is when it comes to the truths and stuff, is just planting seeds. And, you know, and just hope that one day that those seeds will go ahead and start sprouting and they will actually wake up to the truth.
0: I'm with you. It's 1,000, you know, because at the end of the day, it is a personal journey. You know, the person is going to have to have that well, they say a red pill moment where something sparks them to be able to say you know what let me look into this some more because you can keep giving somebody truth all you want but until they're ready to receive it it's not gonna go anywhere but i, I love that you said we have to do it in love and yeah. so i know a lot of people are not gonna come to certain settings so i'll take it to where they are like yeah you know i'm, I'm on TikTok, and you talk about 140 characters i mean i'm making videos in 15 seconds just asking like simple, specific questions, just to hopefully get somebody to think in a different way. Yeah. And hopefully at some point they'll be like, okay, this dude, Jay, man, he's not trying to get me. Again, I don't want people to think like me. I just want you to think. And that's
1: important. What you said is that I'm not trying to get you to think like me, I'm trying to get you to think. And that's how, you know, when someone's like, oh, you know, don't push your views down others. Like, I'm not, I just want you to think about it. Like me, I like to question almost everything. Mm -hmm. So I just tell them that or or if I had different views about something, I hate when people's like, oh, you must be a Trump supporter. They didn't know. And it's like, I was thinking like this before he ran for president. (laughs) So this has been me. Um, Yeah, I don't try to push my views down. It's just just think about something, question things. And I tell people, why are we doing this? If that. Have you thought about that? Mm -hmm. i'll just bring up those things you know and just make them think and i'll send them little stuff here and there and say search for yourself you know people are just ignorant and don't want to know so with those people you have to sometimes you may not be that one that's planting the seed you know when it comes to planting you have to kind of get the soil ready before you can plant. So you might have been the person that had to get that soil prepared for another person to come along and plant that seed before it can come. Some people are so hard and it's not converting or changing their beliefs. It's just like, hey, stop being so hard and to not think for yourself.
0: I'm with you, no, 1000%. And so a lot of it to me is gonna come down to just us continuing to hold the line because again, Joe Biden, better for worse he's supposedly being put out there as the president i'm not buying it but for <laughs> he's out here talking about if we behave we'll have fourth of july and different things like that so i guess the thing is if it comes down to where it's not just wearing a mask and they say you have to get a vaccine to continue to work how would that impact your approach to continuing in this industry
1: well, the greatest thing about this industry is that when it comes to casting if not their own project other people's projects So it's just like a job when it comes to auditions and casting. At the end of the day, you can also make your own job too. And that's where a lot of us conservatives are moving towards is kind of linking together. There was just a great uh, link up with another gentleman who is like a Hollywood networker behind the scenes, in front of scenes too. And he put together something for conservatives. And it wasn't just conservatives, but other people who were conservative friendly in Hollywood that came and appreciated it, it was a nice little get together party no mass you know just for conservative Hollywood and I think this is something that may start being a trend until they start actually not politically discriminating against us but I feel that we can just make our own jobs band together and we don't necessarily need them like I'm not getting the vaccine so if it comes to a point where you can't work if you're not going to get the vaccine then I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to have to inject my body with something just to get a job. I'll create my own movies. I have some directing credits. I I can direct and, you know, act as well. So why do I technically need you to do the things I want to do?
0: I'm with you 1000% because at the end of the day, it's about being independent. And I feel like a lot of times people act a certain way because of the anxiety. And the anxiety we know is a byproduct of fear, whether it's situational fear or psychological fear. And because of that, you're acting, of course, like, oh man, I may have to end up doing this, which I don't want to. And so, but for somebody like you, what I'm hearing you say is that I can actually circumvent you guys, I could do my own thing and not have to compromise in that way. And I think that that to me is a freedom and being able to say, I'm a free person and it's going to remain that way.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like Hollywood is changing in general because look at TikTok has series now. I just auditioned for a TikTok series like a week or two ago. And I'm like, whoa, they have, they're really pushing series. A lot of these influencers are becoming actors. A lot of stuff is just changing in Hollywood in general, the way it is. I'm interested to see in the new adaptations that we're going to have to, you know, start, you know, forming to. because I I don't know about the vaccines. Like, I don't know if they are ever going to say that. If they do, I don't, we're going to have to create another Hollywood where we don't
0: require that. Yeah, that is crazy. And so, I'm, I mean, we're hearing a lot of different things when it comes to the vaccine. You may have to take the vaccine to fly. I hope that doesn't happen, because that's going to really hurt the airline industry. I'll mm-hmm. drive. If it takes me eight days to go back to Boston, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not taking the vaccine. It's just no way it's happening. So right. we'll see if they're for real about these things, because, you know, America is all about that bread. And once people realize that things are hurting their finances, they're going to chill out. Because mm-hmm. you're talking about a, a population of people who are not going to go away anytime soon. And so you're going to have to account for us.
1: Yeah. Did you hear how there was um, like some website that the government uses about this with the census and about population and estimate populations in a couple of years, they're saying like in 2025, there's going to be more of a migration and influx. You see a lot of other countries, their population rising a lot more and the U S diminished by two thirds. I looked it up and I said, that's weird. I wonder where everyone went. Are we all leaving here? Or did they like, (laughs) what happened? (laughs) You know, it's like things that make you go, hmm.
0: Exactly. No, there's going to be a mass exodus. I'm not surprised because we're seeing it right now. People are leaving these blue states and going to these red states because we are a free society. (laughs) And I don't know where some of these leaders are getting this information from that somehow they can control these people. You cannot control Americans.
1: And the fact that some people think that they're just trusting these people, you know, like I, to even say, you know, someone's a doctor, a lot of people can be a doctor by degree and not actually a medical doctor, not an MD. So we need to make sure we're watching where we're getting our information from, because there are a lot of people with that title doctor that aren't MDs that do try to act like they know everything. Let's just put it that way.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And again, you're bringing up a good point. Consider the source. That's one of the things that I I think I'm going to do a series on TikTok on how to help liberals think critically. Because (laughs) one of the things that you need to do is to be able to consider the source. You know, who's funding this? Who's behind this? Like even talking about people not being true doctors. How about people who are not doctors at all? Like (laughs) Bill Gates. And so a lot of people won't move unless they hear from Bill Gates. What does Bill Gates have to say about this? He's not a doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's not even a
0: virologist. How would he know?
1: And the fact that Bill Gates is, they just said, is the largest, uh, he's the owner of the largest farmland in America. He owns the most farmland. That is a little scary because of all this GMO stuff that he wanted to do, even with corn and everything. And I hope that conservatives and other people, it doesn't even matter if you're conservatives, but Americans in general, that you guys go ahead together with friends, family, whatever you gotta do and start buying up this land. Because we're, you know, if you look at England, most of the land in England is owned by the queen and other people live basically in her kingdom. And it's kind of almost like I see that could be some places in America turning like that if people don't take control of it because you don't want the government to start owning and controlling everything. And especially because we're supposed to be controlling the government. But yeah, that farmland, especially me being vegan, being into health, being a nutritionist and health and wellness coach, I really look at that as well. And it worries me because our food, like a lot of people don't know this, but like the food industry is so tied in with pharma because you got to realize that only 20% of the pharmaceutical industry is from humans and pets the rest is from farm and agriculture and it is bad because all the stuff that they're putting in our food and all the vaccines that they're putting into the animals and the chemicals and then people are eating it it's not good then you see all these diseases most people on medications my mom just was at the doctor my mother's young my parents are young but my mom went to the doctor and the doctor's like, wow, we don't really have anybody over 50 in here. That's not on medication. Like you're the only person. And it's to the point where everyone is on medication for something, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, whatever. And when I started to realize about 10 years ago, how much the pharmaceutical industry and the food industry was tied together, that woke me up to a lot of stuff also in politics seeing all these sponsors, donors, and what it is. And that's a whole nother side of things that I, I was like, oh, no. And I started trying to wake people up with that, too. But if people weren't ready 8, 10 years ago when I was speaking about that. Now everybody's, like, more vegan-friendly. But when I was speaking out and stuff, oh, my gosh, I got bashed so much for it.
0: <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right, Kiana. Because a lot of times, you know, it's really in a diet. And if mm-hmm. we – take care of our bodies it's going to reward us later on in life and things like that and so you know, a lot of people are not starting to get hit to it but you know at the end of the day you you are what you eat and, and different things like that and and the things that we consume you know it can really go a long way how long we live and the quality of life that we have oh yeah definitely no but i, I agree to your point you know as far as like the farmlands and, and bill gates and and that right there, i think on so many levels you know that to me there's more to it than just, oh, uh, he just wants to buy the farmland, you know, right. talking about the GMO aspect. And also just, I think as we start to see uh, the deterioration of the cities, a lot of people are going to want to move to the um, mountains and the farms and stuff like that. And if he's already buying that up, then that's less opportunity for people to scoop up those land. Yeah. And so I want to kind of end on this. Obviously this being Women's History Month, I feel like it's appropriate for us to get into this. So how has the trans movement impacted women's rights?
1: Women have been fighting for centuries for rights. It was just basically a hundred years ago we were allowed to vote in America. We were basically the last group of people to be able to vote. We've had so, like just in general, has a long time of fighting for rights, suffrage movements and everything to get to the point now we're in sports, where we were allowed in sports and having our own sports are now allowing these men to come dress as women or transition to looking like a woman because they're not becoming one and play in our sports and as you see there's people getting hurt this is a, totally a disadvantage i don't care how much medication and all that and maybe that's why they're pushing this trans movement more because what are they it's all tied into the pharmaceutical industry as well all the procedures that they have to do and everything it's horrible stuff that they have to go through and you know i i don't I don't, I'm not transphobic, you know, or anything like that. I don't have any discriminations against people, what they want to do as far as like changing your body up, that's on you. But I think that we need to start getting these people some help too, because at the end of the day, we got to remember that they're not feeling who they were born to be. And everyone's just saying, yes, whatever you want to be. But it's the fact of why are we not getting down to the reason of this, you know? Mm But as far as women's rights to sports, it has to be separate. If transgender, a you know, group of people want to go ahead and have their own teams and transgender leagues and sports, I'm with that. Go ahead. But at the end of the day, I think that it needs to be equal. And it's not equal at all when you're allowing a man to, who's transitioning his body image to look like a woman to be allowed on a woman's sports team. Especially anything that's Physical contact, which most sports is anyways. That's ridiculous. The bathroom situation, I'm not with it. The, the, it's not even just with trans. It's just these gender-neutral bathrooms that they are having now. I can understand one stall. I never cared. But I had to go to the bathroom really bad, and it was a men's stall. like I mean, a private bathroom, and it said men's on it, and it's only one bathroom. I don't care. It's a toilet at <laughs> the end of the day. But when it comes to an actual bathroom with different stalls, and it's co-ed that's a little alarming to me like I'm not really with that because there's no cameras in there there's anything can happen you know there's kids that go in there there's pedophiles that go in there there's women that go in there also there's people out here who can go in there that are you know kidnapping rape women as well you don't know anything and we're kind of putting women back out there like well forget your rights and all the separation, you know, that you want it, your privacy, you're just bundled in with all of this. this. And now you have to go through these claims. If something does happen to you, will someone believe you? It kind of could snowball into like bigger issues. And that's what we're seeing now. It's just all these little things. People's like, oh, well, if it doesn't affect me, I don't care. But it does affect us. We all are connected as human beings. With It's like a ripple. If One thing is affecting someone. It's going to start affecting all of us. And and with our communities, one community is affected, another will be, another will be. It's just like a domino effect. So I think that the trans movement and everything has gone overboard with that whole LGBTQ movement. Um, in a sense of equality is one thing. Uh, yeah, you have the right to just like not just be discriminated on for housing stuff like that. I understand that, but. Why are you guys wanting to take over stuff that was gender appropriate, like a certain gender. And especially if you believe that you weren't born the right gender and you are, when you're supporting trans, why don't you guys have your own, a men and women have our own stuff. Then you guys have your own or just use what you were born with. But, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a huge supporter in a lot of stuff that they're doing with with this whole movement, you know,
0: right.
1: especially with children.
0: Mm, now, that's where a lot of people are up in arms, you know, when you start involving the babies and you saying, you know, hormone blockers and you know, having, you know, even kindergartners now are being exposed to yep. sex education. It's like, why? They don't even know how to tie their own shoes yet, but we're we're going to indoctrinate them, you Most- know, and even like girls in kindergarten <laughs> exactly exactly you know? and, and, and again i like that you said uh kiana that you know you're not transphobic i'm not transphobic we're not anti-lgbt so let's just make that clear you know i know some real cool people from that community who i happen to love to death and i think they're awesome but it's not it's not even about whether i love or hate it's about what makes sense at this point you know like you said if you're you fought for these, you know, for these rights. You fought to vote, you fought, you know, to be included. Even like in schools, you have Title IX and all of these different things. And now you're allowing these biological males, who we know men and women are created biologically different, and you're just kind of like thrusting them into these, you know, young women who now going into it are already uh, morally defeated, saying, okay, the most I can hope for now is a second place finish, you know, with these biological males. Who again, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a whole stack. To me, a transgender athlete, is nothing more than a dude who couldn't cut the mustard in male athletics. <laughs> and so whether it's somebody who is transitioning, because now you don't even have to be transitioning. You just have to say, I identify as a female and allow me to get in this weightlifting contest or to do any of this. And I'm accepted. All I have to do is say I identify and that's it. And that's where I think you know the lunacy has gone overboard because now you're really saying to women, you're basically on your own and we really don't have your backs. <laughs>
1: right and i feel that maybe a lot of women have been feeling like that because of the fact that there's a lot of people who are extreme feminists to making it seem that we can carry it on our own we don't need nobody else and it's like there's women out here like me who's like uh no i still like being a woman i still like being feminine in my whole divine way and all of that you know i don't want to be like a man like no don't force me like it i believe that uh men and women are equal but we're not the same and that's the difference and what they're trying to get everything to be the same and call it equality and it's like no this is that's that's not equality equality doesn't mean the same like does it mean that at all
0: exactly i like no i love it and i think i think i heard it somewhere before You know, and I truly believe in that a a woman wasn't created to do what a man could do. A woman was created to do what a man can't do. And so there are certain things that you have you have that I don't have that I'll never have. And I need to appreciate I need to embrace that and vice versa. And so when you just try to lump everybody in together, you're actually not really doing anyone any favors. You're actually doing them a disservice, if you ask me.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, these kids like you're brainwashing these kids so young to pick their gender, to do this and that, to the sports, you know, I mean, remember the movie, Joanna Man? I remember that. <laughs> it's basically like Joanna Man, you know, like, so, you know, so, I mean, but he wasn't open with it, you know, he was basically hidden with it. If you feel, remember, feel like you're a woman, why do you not want to participate in male sports is what I want to know. Like, what is <laughs> If you were born a male or even better yet, why do the doctors even assign a gender at birth? Mm. Like, why are doctors doing this if they say, oh, someone could be born in the wrong body and all that stuff? What is that backed on? Is it just backed on feelings and emotions? Is there any facts behind it? You know, because people are thinking that there's like thousands of genders out here. No one's been able to explain that to me. Yeah,
0: it's thousands of genders, but people only change from one sex to the other.
1: Right. That's nature. Even plants only have two genders. There's male and female plants.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. You> know? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm with you. And like you said, what is it backed by? You know, feelings, because we know facts don't care about feelings. And right. so you could disagree with that all you want. But what is it supported by? Show me the evidence. And so there's not any, any tangible evidence. But no, no, these are some definitely good points. I guess to kind of cap this off, I guess you won't be supporting the Equality Act. Or some would call it the Inequality Act. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Okay. I feel you. I feel you. And so before we go, like, what can you tell us about what you got coming up, like future work or projects and things like that that you got coming up?
1: Yeah, right now I'm live streaming with an app, talking about different stuff from conservative stuff to, you know, just life, All, all conservative stuff, relationships, just values in general, whatever topics fall under that. And I'm going to be starting to take that to another level to have like a regular type of blog cast with it. So I can speak on it. A lot of people have been asking me to do it for years, to be honest, and I just haven't. So now I'm, you know, getting more into that mode. I was so busy working before, to be honest, before a lot of stuff before COVID pandemic pandemic hit. So I haven't been able to do it, but now I can. So That I'm excited about. Also just a lot of projects, Hollywood is back open. So just a lot of projects. I have so many auditions that are coming in every single week. So they're backed up on projects, due dates, and even more and more. And one thing that is good is that they are looking for more independent and smaller budget projects that are good so that will be good for me and other conservatives who want to get together and make more projects, which I've been talking to as well.
0: Well, that's what's up. I'm excited to see what else you know you got cooking. I've been following your work. I'm seeing what you're putting out. And again, we need more voices like yours. So I would just say keep doing what you're doing because it's very necessary.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.